You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama Work It podcast. In case you're new around here, my name is Marissa Lonick, and I am a time momager, biz momager, entrepreneur, wife, and most importantly, mom of four kids. As a time management coach for moms, I support women with the juggle of mom life, work life, wife life, fill in the blank life. And today we are talking about the ultimate juggle, managing multiple kids as a working mom. So whether you're a mom of two, three, four, or more kids, or even if you're expecting another baby and you're worried what life is going to look like once he or she arrives, I got you. Today's episode is going to give you some gems when it comes to managing all the things while still feeling like you're showing up as your best self for all your people at home. Okay, so first things first. I want to recognize the fact that multiple kids in general can feel challenging. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom, work-at-home mom, work-outside-the-home mom, employee, entrepreneur, you name it. And it can feel challenging no matter what their age is. When I first became a mom, I had twins. So I went from zero kids to two kids and damn, was that adjustment challenging. Even with babies who were the same age, who ultimately need the same things like diaper changes and bottles and naps, it was hard. To be honest, even if you have one kid, it can feel challenging. There's no real threshold, in my opinion, of, oh, when you have two or when you have three or when you have four, that you really feel it. I think you can feel this level of chaos at any time with any number of kids. And guess what? It is totally normal to feel this way. So I want you to first feel at ease with the fact that if you think things are kind of hard right now in the season you're in, you are not alone because almost every single mom I speak to has days where she feels like this too. Now, because I want to get really specific in today's episode about tips and tricks about managing multiple kids. I want to break it down into two sections, moms with babies and older siblings and moms with kids who are in some type of preschool at the youngest age. So no more diapers or naps, we'll say, um, with older sibling or siblings. So let's start with the baby mamas. So if you've got a baby or a toddler at home, you know one of the most important things you can do when it comes to those early years, is having a solid schedule for nap times, for feeding times, for your sanity. Now, throw an older sibling into the mix with school drop-offs and pickups, activities, play dates, you name it. 
you may feel like that important piece of maintaining the baby's schedule feels a lot harder to keep in place. Add in a job and keeping up with the house and being in a relationship and some necessary you time, it can be enough to drive you freaking crazy. So here's the bottom line. You need to ask yourself when it comes to the juggle, when you're managing a baby and one or more other kids and all of the important things that you're doing, what can you control and what can't you control? In this case, you probably cannot control things like drop off and pick up times at the school, right? That's a good example there. But you probably can control the play dates, the activities, maybe even to some extent your own work hours. And because I imagine you love your children equally and you also value your sanity and getting paid, you are going to want to make this all work so you can ensure you're giving your best self to both your baby and your other kid while maintaining a consistent schedule. Why do you want to maintain a consistent schedule? Because kids, not just babies, thrive on routine. And because, frankly, you cannot plan anything if you don't have these routines in place. Like your baby's probably going to end up being cranky and fussy if they skip a nap. Your preschooler may have more meltdowns when they're not sure what to expect next. Routines are crucial. So when you're developing your routine, I want you to first pop in the non-negotiables, the things you really can't control. Next, you're going to want to put in there the things that you have some flexibility on, but are still really, really important, like the baby's nap or specific work meetings or hours, or maybe when you need to feed the baby or pump if you're breastfeeding, those kind of things. Finally, you're going to want to fill the remaining slots of time with things you can control, and you're going to make them work at times that work for you. Now, I know this sounds a lot easier said than done. Like you might be thinking, yeah, but my life rarely goes as planned, or if I do it this way, I'll never do anything for myself. Well, that, friend, is absolutely true. But what's also true is recognizing you are ultimately the one who decides what your day looks like. You're the one who gets to slay the day or let the day completely defeat you. Because it's all a matter of how you deal with those unexpected or tricky situations. You might need to be a little more creative. Your life, especially in this season, it's not black and white. It's about every shade of gray that exists. There's always a way to make it work. You just need to get creative sometimes as to what that looks like. And I truly believe when we give ourselves the time and space to sit down and try to map this out, we can figure out what and how we can make it all work. Whether it's simple schedule logistics, and trust me, I say simple with an almost sarcastic tone there because I know logistics are rarely simple, especially in motherhood, or whether that's contemplating you know, upping a childcare budget or figuring out more ways to expand our income with a side hustle or developing new revenue streams or simply asking for more money if we're employed or whether that's making a decision to be the more hands-on parent 
and take a step back from the work in this season and take on more of that role solo without as much extended support, whatever that looks like. Sometimes the decisions are easy and sometimes they require a lot more deep thinking and evaluating to decide what is truly the next best step for us. Okay, one more thing I want to say before we move on. It can be easy to let our routines interrupt our ability to be fun and spontaneous. And also, like we mentioned earlier, do things for ourselves. So here's how you're going to combat that. Make those things non-negotiables. Schedule in time daily or weekly for yourself to be the type of mom or the type of person you want to be. I know sometimes when you're managing so many things and so many people, it can feel like you don't have time for fun. You don't have time for stuff for yourself. And guess what? That's on you, mama. Like you have control to spend your time the way you want to spend it. You want to say screw it and take a day off work today? Do it. You want to tell your kid you're having ice cream for dinner and then you're going to the park? Do it. Yes, routines are essential, in my opinion, in managing your time, but they're not the end all be all. And you still get to decide at the end of the day or beginning of the day, I guess I should say, whether or not you want to do it or not. You may need to pay the consequences later, right? Like you may need to be managing a cranky kid who's crashing on sugar or having a boatload of work to do the next day. But again, you get to decide what's worth it And sometimes doing just that is. The takeaway here, routines are critical. You absolutely need them. And at the same time, they don't always look exactly like you envision them to be. They don't need to be rigid. They don't need to be traditional. If you're a working mom or stay-at-home mom, start first by really digging deep, figuring out what feels right for you. Then work around the non-negotiables. I think you may surprise yourself to see just how organized and clear your new routine will look to you. Okay, we're going to switch on over now if you have older kids. So you've got these older kids, you have no more naps, no more diapers, no more baby years. Now you're dealing with lots of school commitments and birthday parties and also just wanting to spend time with them before they start tween years and go through that awful stage of not wanting to hang out with you potentially. We all know that stage. I think we've all been there. Let's just pray our kids never go through it. Okay, so just like with younger kids, you want to ensure, again, you have solid routines in place. The good news here is that with older kids, you can absolutely expect more independence in these routines. So for example, while you would have to feed your baby or toddler and really be hands-on with something like that, you can rest assured your older kids, they're able to do that themselves. Maybe with a little prep work on your end, getting lunches or snacks prepared for them, but they can absolutely handle that solo. As much as you can, try to get your kids involved in the routines and the execution of those routines. So for example, we were struggling here for a while with our after-school routine. Let me just say, it felt like pulling teeth to get my older kids who are eight to get their homework done. And it felt really hard to keep the younger two, who are four and two, occupied and distracted so we could remain attentive to the older kids and be available for questions or just encouragement if they got stuck or anything like that. 
We ended up coming up with a schedule together about what the afternoons would look like, which was great because since our kids were involved in helping us develop that schedule, they all felt comfortable and confident in executing it. There was buy-in there, right? We stopped battling our kids with getting homework done while trying to watch younger siblings and losing our patience in between. It was a win-win-win. Our schedule included flexibility after school so the kids didn't feel like they needed to dive right into homework. And we had some general rules, like when it was homework time, little kids needed to be doing a quiet activity. Sometimes I really feel like we're winning when the younger kids read or play something quietly. And other days, it's iPad or TV time during homework because that is just what keeps us sane during those 30 minutes or so. Now, I know with four kids, and honestly, even with two or three kids, mom guilt can sometimes creep in because you can feel spread so thin and not feel like you're truly getting quality time with your kids individually. While we all know mom guilt is often like a total exaggeration or not a true picture of the work and effort we're putting in as moms, let's get real. It can still suck and make us feel like total shit. So if this is an area of mom guilt you are struggling with, and trust me, I have been there, here are some quick tips to ensure you're setting aside time and space to dedicate to your kids individually. So if it's possible for you, set aside a weekly or even monthly date for you and each child to have a one-on-one date, one-on-one time. With multiple kids at home, that can feel hard to do, and that can often get lost in the shuffle of everyday life. In the past, I made it a goal to do quarterly dates with each kid because realistically, that's what I could commit to at that time. There's no right or wrong frequency here. Do what you can. So an example of this could be committing to an hour a week or an afternoon a month or a quarter towards spending one-on-one time with each of your kids. It can be something as big as lunch and a movie date or something as small as accompanying you on an errand and stopping to get a treat on the way home and actually focusing your time on them. Talk to them during the car ride. Don't make a phone call. Don't listen to music unless it's a song you're both singing along to and enjoying. Let them be part of the trip, like helping you pick things out from the store. Remember, it's quality over quantity. Be intentional about that time you spend together. All right, before we wrap up today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk briefly about the benefits, not just the challenges, the benefits of managing multiple kids. Siblings are such a blessing and there are so many helpful factors you might be overlooking as a parent who is just trying to get through the busy day-to-day of parenting more than one kid. So for one, be sure to really boost your older child's confidence by reminding them what a great big brother, a great big sister they are when they're being helpful. Highlighting this will reinforce the behavior and instill peer mentorship in your family. It's also inevitable when you have a sibling, you're going to need to compromise more. If you grew up with a sibling, you know this. You may need to go with the flow more than you'd like due to those things that are really out of your control, like scheduling issues, interests, you name it. So remember, even though those moments might feel hard and you might feel that guilt come in, you're helping your child grow into a more resilient and hopefully more flexible adult 
who understands there are lots of moving parts in life and we just need to roll with it sometimes, even if we don't want to. No matter what, just remember the sheer fact that you've taken the time to listen to today's podcast episode, that you're thinking about how you can do better, that you're committed to showing up as the best possible mom you can be for each of your kids, shows that you already are. Do your best, try your best, give yourself grace on hard days, don't let guilt make you feel bad, and keep on working it, mama. There are lots of other free resources available on the Mama Work It website and in the weekly Mama Work It newsletter on the juggle of mom life, work life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So if you haven't subscribed, head on over to www.mamaworkit.com and drop your email. Now, go make it a great day, a great week, a great season of motherhood, and I will see you soon. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.